0: Although Pacific countries don't experience high levels of criminality, shifts in transnational dynamics are changing the region's organised crime landscape. Organised crime can take many forms within the Pacific region. On the surface, it may appear that the region is faring well. However, in addition to drug trafficking, low-tax jurisdictions such as Vanuatu are vulnerable to money laundering. Elsewhere, such as in the Marshall Islands, human trafficking is an ongoing risk. An independent, not-for-profit organisation is hoping to change all that. Joining me on Pacific Waves is Virginia Komoli, head of the Pacific Programme at Global Initiative Against Transnational Organised Crime. Kia ora, Virginia. First of all, can you briefly explain what the Global Initiative organisation is all about, please? Sure.
1: We are a civil society organisation. Uh, not-for-profit and we have been around for 10 years uh, doing primarily two things. One, we conduct research and analysis on different uh, organised crime markets and different criminal actors and we also work uh, through our resilience resilience fund closely with civil society organisations that operate on the ground in emerging and developing countries and we uh, support them in their work within uh, local communities with the aim of uh, increasing those communities' resilience to organised crime and the harms associated with it.
0: Great. So as the head of the Pacific, I understand you spent some time in the region earlier this year. What were some of the things that you noticed there that made you think, hmm, we can really make a difference here?
1: Yes. Um, When it comes to discussions around organized crime, oftentimes the the Pacific and Pacific Island countries are overlooked in international discussions. And that is because compared to other regions of the world, for instance, neighboring uh, Asia, Southeast Asia, uh, levels of criminality are, are lower. However, that does not mean that criminality isn't there. And actually what we have observed uh to our own work and to my uh my trips across the region and just really by talking to experts and people on the ground is that the criminal landscape is changing uh quite considerably and that has been happening for for few years for the past few years now so we we've seen an increase in the number especially of uh foreign um actors, foreign criminal groups and individuals, but also uh, foreign businesses that are operating in island countries that are engaged in uh, criminality, from uh, um, activities linked to the logging and mining and fishing sectors, to human trafficking, drug trafficking, and also increasingly also cyber, uh, cyber crime.
0: From what you've just mentioned, do you think then organized crime is a growing problem in the Pacific?
1: Uh, I think it is, and I really think it is driven by a number of factors. Some have uh, related to a global dynamic uh, linked to globalization, increased connectivity, greater ease of movement. So it's easier to to conduct trade, but that is uh, both true in the case of the legal trade, but also illegal trade. And then there is also the fact that Places such as Australia and New Zealand have very lucrative drug markets, so the demand for drugs, especially methamphetamines, is is high. and, And Pacific Island countries have increasingly been used as transit regions. And what we are seeing that is very concerning is that whereas up until relatively recently, uh, those drugs were only transiting through the region. Now we are also seeing some uh, consumer markets developing in some island countries, such as you know, Fiji or, or Tonga. And that, of course, is very problematic from a point of view of um, public health and also crime trends within those, uh, those island countries.
0: Why do you think, then, people turn towards the Pacific to undertake their cr- criminal activities when it's the last place you think... You know, such behavior will take place. I mean, location wise, we're quite far from big developed countries. Our islands are small. Pacific culture is very much embedded in family values. I mean, yeah, why would people target the Pacific? Yeah, no, that's a very good question. Well,
1: one thing is, yes, is the actually increased connectivity. Of course, some of the islands are still uh, in quite remote places, but now they're better connected than they used to be. Uh, The other thing is, uh, the, um, the Pacific Islands sit along some well-established trade routes. So they've seen, you know, transit points for all sorts of goods for a very for a very uh, long time. Uh, the other thing is that because some of the islands uh, are uh, so uh, remote, they've attracted some uh, people who have been in trouble with the law elsewhere in the world who have thought of relocating to some of the islands as a way of... Uh, uh, of escaping uh, law enforcement. There was an interesting case, for instance, in Vanuatu, where these uh, British American uh, art dealer who had scammed uh, people for millions of dollars worth of uh, fake art deals, he had basically escaped and he was hiding, hiding in plain sight, I would say, in Vanuatu until eventually he was arrested uh, a few months back. Uh, so uh, there is also an increased um, uh, number of countries and companies that are establishing their activities uh, across island countries, especially uh, to, uh, to take advantage or to get involved in the natural resources uh, sector. And oftentimes those activities are marred with illegality. And I'm thinking about illegal logging operations, illegal mining, but also illegal fishing. And, um, and, and you know, there are vast natural resources that in, in the region that are very attractive to these, uh, to these actors.
0: So how can global initiatives support local stakeholders in the Pacific to become more resilient to crime when someone like yourself please forgive me for saying this um, don't don't have lived experience in the region yeah no that's a very good point you know we have
1: uh, years of experience in other parts of the world and and we are now uh, Strengthening our work in the region, and for that reason, we want to uh, work in a very collaborative way with uh, local uh, civil societies and uh, and local organisations and, and and governments when appropriate uh, to contribute to their efforts. We very much work in partnership wherever wherever we go. And, and we would adopt a different approach uh, depending on uh, on the context. For instance, we would have programs in Mexico that are very different from some of the programs that we have in West Africa. And we will have, you know, very different approaches in the Pacific. Uh, we, and in order to design those programs, we'll be very much um, guided uh, by uh, local voices. And for us, uh, being um, inclusive and really being guided by Pacific, Pacific voices is
0: paramount. Wonderful. And what's been the response so far from the Pacific communities towards Global Initiative?
1: So far it has been positive. Uh, It's been a great experience for me traveling uh, to different Pacific island countries as well as to Australia and New Zealand and uh, introducing ourselves and trying to understand really where the um, gaps are Where the uh, in terms of uh, analysis and understanding, but also also in in terms of uh, capacity to tackle some of these uh, challenges. So I think uh, there is a role for us uh, to play, and we are very uh, keen to find find the best way to uh, bring our contributions in a manner that complements existing efforts rather than duplicate what other organizations are already
0: doing. Awesome! And what will you be doing on your next trip to the Pacific? Well, one area that we are very uh, interested in is to do
1: with uh, uh, illegality within uh, the instra- extractive industries and you know, natural resources, how they impact uh, indigenous communities, how they impact the, the economy, but also how the uh, corruption that is enabled through uh, the, the, the revenues generated from, from these activities is actually impacting uh, governance. So these are some of the areas that we are very uh, interested in exploring and bring our contributions in.
0: Thank you so much, Virginia, for your time. That's pretty much the end of our interview, but is there anything else that you'd like to share?
1: Well, just that we are very eager to engage with as many stakeholders as as possible across the different uh, island countries and uh, across the different sectors. Uh, and, and we are uh, very eager to engage you know, beyond also the, the themes that I mentioned related to uh, environmental crime in the extractive industries. Uh, there are other issues that often intersect with, for instance, the logging or mining, such as uh, uh, trafficking of, of persons and also uh, exploitation of local communities, including sexual exploitation. And we are we, we really strongly... Um, have a sort uh, of uh, track record of of studying, you know, the convergence of different uh, criminal activities, and, and we, uh, we 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 hope to to be able to do so in the Pacific as well, because we want to really put the, uh, the 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 well-being of local communities at the heart of what we are doing.